Yo, 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 what's up? It's CJ Today Slayer from the Upgrade America podcast. I think we're on like episode 12, something like that. Um, me and Cameron Rod got to meet in person this episode. It was really nice, much needed. Um, we get a little controversial on this episode. So just know somebody will be offended, probably. Um, we're talking about Israel and Palestine. Um, and our view on it. Um, so like, share, subscribe, let us know what's up. Um, we really try to look at it from all angles as best as possible. We did a lot of this stuff just off the top of our head. So this is purely just shooting from the hip, as they say. Um, upgrade America. Thanks for listening. Peace. Boom, we rolling. Peace, world, peace. That's what we want at the end of the day. This is the Upgrade America podcast. I'm Cameron Ra. Pleased to be joined with my brother, CJ the Day Slayer. Ye- What's How the up, heck baby? are you, bro? You already know, baby. Another day in paradise. You know what it is. Florida life, baby. Today, we are discussing those we cannot speak of. Yeah. We don't give a fuck. We're talking about <laughs> Israel, Palestine, the history of it. We're going to do it objectively, and if you feel free to be offended, it is what it is. Yeah. So, uh, CJ, can you give us a little background on them from your perspective on Israel? So, what I understand is, if I'm correct, the Palestinians were there first. Um, I would say, I think the Israelis were there Mm -hmm. first. Okay. I'm going from a biblical perspective. Okay, I'm going from just like what's on the history books, kind of. Okay. Not not dissing religion, just kind of based on what I was seeing, they were kind of there first. And I guess what we would consider the Israelis all spread out to Europe and all these different places. World War II, all that stuff happened. Came back. They divvied up the land, basically, the Palestinians and the Israelis. And then as time went forward, the Israelis took and took more land. They tried to go back and forth, negotiate. It wasn't working. Blah, blah, blah. Basically, long story short, do your Googles, do your research. We're shooting off the hip. So, ping, ping. Let me jump up in there. Okay. So, from a biblical perspective, my understanding is like, so back in the day, we're talking about times of Moses Mm-hmm. And everything. These were like the first, the first Jews, Abraham mm-hmm. and, uh, and Moses. All these these folks back there, they had, they were there. I believe there are Canaanites and all that. There's always wars in that region for mm-hmm. that land. But you talking about King David, King Solomon? They set up mm-hmm. temples and kingdoms in Israel. They may have been calling it something else, but Jerusalem is a very old city. Mm-hmm. It's been there for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Notwithstanding, we said that there's constant wars that happen there, and the people, the, they they left. The Jews, Israelites, what have you, they, they left, scattered among Europe mm-hmm. and, and, and various other places, right? So we're talking about World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, my understanding, United States and the Brits, they were running out of money for mm-hmm. bombs and bullets and all that shit. Mm, so okay. they went to they went to the Jews. I mean, they, not for nothing, they were being persecuted, you know what I mean, uh, mm-hmm. That with the Nazis and stuff. And part of the deal was they wanted their own land. Mm-hmm. They wanted their own land so they could have, you know, consolidate their people and stop migrating like nomads and everything like that. Okay. One of the deals that was on the table was Arizona. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Arizona was on there because it, it, it was kind of like, yo, this is like, it's kind of like your own homeland. It was like, no, we want, we want our land. We want Israel, where where our temple was was built and everything like that. So it took a lot of Western influence mm-hmm. from Europe and from America to get the people back into Israel. So it's like. <laughs> They went there. They, there are a lot of deals on the table. And then, objectively, it just seems to kept getting shittier and shittier for the Palestinians. Mm-hmm. It's like, 
and, and I say that because right now we're talking about Israel controls must refer to notes so I'm not shooting too much off the hip Israel controls 20,000 square kilometers or 8,000 square miles in perspective to Palestine who only controls 6,000 square kilometers or 2,400 square miles mm -hmm. so Israel controls like nearly eight times I'm sorry, nearly four times as much land as the Palestinians. So that's a pretty crappy deal. Mm -hmm. And mind you, the Palestinians have been there for thousands of years. Thousands of years. Wasn't it like, uh, just to interject, um, I think their population was at a certain time like a million or close to a million, and now it's like 700,000? I don't have the numbers. Yeah, the numbers. something like that with the Palestinian um, population. But I could see it dwindling from the constant struggle and, mm -hmm. and everything. But it's like... And immigration, too. You know, they've it's gotten... The immigration. Yeah. And it's like... Israel kind of controls their land, too. Their policies mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. And so... I just want to put it into perspective because... American sheep are so... Quick. And so easy to just say, yeah, we're should apart Ukraine no matter what. We don't know what the heck's going on there. There's Nazis mm -hmm. and stuff in Ukraine, True. which they celebrated in Canada. They actually, uh, Putin was clowning uh, Trudeau and uh, what was it, Zelensky because they, mm -hmm. they just gave some uh, real Nazi, not a neo-Nazi, a mm -hmm. Nazi from World War II. Mm -hmm. They just gave him an award in Canada, and then they found out later that he was an OG Nazi. <laughs> like a real and Putin's like look at these guys they're idiots or maybe they're really in league with that yeah but America's Americans are, are supporting it I'm rambling and deviating from from the, from what I was really trying to drive the point on is with people are just jumping on supporting Israel they don't know they really don't know the history of what's really going on so consider the Native Americans right mm-hmm they controlled the this continent for thousands of years. Yeah. Thousands of years, right? And then we come in here with force and aggression and we take it from them. Well, hold up. Let's let's clear that up. We're going to say English <laughs> radicals. Yeah, I was going to say it had nothing to do with our people. <laughs> yes, because we, this is another part of history we're going to interject. Black folks been in America too. That kind of gets glossed over. We've been here. It's not all just middle passage, slavery. Mm -hmm. We've been here, too, mixing with the natives. And then, actually, there's other waves of how the natives that we know today came about. You got to do your research on that. And but it, just it, to throw that in there. And it does make sense. Because, mm -hmm. like, who's closer to North America? Mm -hmm. Africa or Europe? Europeans got to go around Africa yeah. to get to... They get to, to North America. Also consider how it you know how the uh, land pieces were locked mm. before everything separated. Not I Pangea, forgot what it was. Uh, Pangea was everything was one continent. Yeah, it was but the great it was some sort of strait. Yeah, some shit. The like frozen strait or whatever the heck it was. Do your research. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just throwing what I, we kinda know well, off the to top be of the fair, dome. That, that that frozen strait though, mm -hmm. that was what connected Alaska Asia. to um, Asia. How do you say to Russia? Yeah, that and, too. And, and Asia, so a mm -hmm. lot of Asians were able to migrate there. However, what historic history does note is that Africans had very large boat canoes that they were able to cross the Atlantic. Yeah. And if you believe in Atlantics, you know mm -hmm. the continent between the, the supposed continent between there that, mm -hmm. that could be bridged as well. But what I'm saying is that the whole situation with Israel mm -hmm. is like. The Native Americans saying like, yo, this was our land thousands, thousands of years ago. And let's just say, I don't know, Russia and China backed the Native Americans mm -hmm. and said, yo, we're going to take over America. Mm -hmm. We're going to give we're going to give the North America back to the Native Americans. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what occurred with, with, with Israel. It's like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Israel people from Israel have been gone from that land for mm -hmm. thousands of years. But Western influence, backed by Western influence and power, mm -hmm. they were able to go back and 
and, and take over take over the land that is now known as, as Israel. Mm-hmm. Where do I support Israel? No, I I don't. It's not personal. Mm-hmm. It's at the same time I don't support Palestine either. I think. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a, a, a way that all of this can be peacefully resolved mm-hmm. b- among the people. Do you got to just tear down the borders and, and have one state and let the people who are there decide on, on policies and mm-hmm. rules that are going on there? Sure. Why, why not? But I don't think it's that simple. Mm-hmm. And I guess this is how we can tie it into um, the geopolitical chess. Mm-hmm chess game that that's going on like I my understanding is that Iran funds Hamas okay they fund Hamas yeah they don't like Israel but they also don't like Saudi Arabia who mm-hmm. is becoming friends with, with Israel, Israel. Mm-hmm. and I, 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 I don't know what are your thoughts on that alright so I give my take as well on this conflict I look at it from a different lens i look at to give an analogy or metaphor or whatever israel is white america palestine is black america mm. that's how i view this conflict from my perspective so i kind of view it in the lens of that so i'm not for israel and considering that my taxpaying dollars my taxpaying black dollars mm go to a country that we'll get into a little later their influence is so heavy here in the u.s that affects facets of my life you know what i'm saying that we're not talking about we're gonna take it and i do i do feel more empathy for palestine because i look at palestine as me just like i look at the Vietnamese is me. When I went there to see that and to see what one of the generals said, I want to bomb them into the Stone Age. Mm. That was his famous quote, and they almost succeeded. To know that the Vietnamese fought for their land, for their country, like I respect that. Mm. And that goes for everybody that comes from whatever country you're from. You're going to fight for your homeland, period, right? But I look at these two situations very similarly. Like, I feel like based on all indications that Israel just wants the green light to wipe them out so they could just have a full state and I, grab I, that I land. I see that too and I don't I will not support that. Yeah. However at the same time the way that Palestine is going mm-hmm. and it's not Palestinians it's it's, um, it's Hamas that's mm-hmm. really going about this it's the way they went about it mm-hmm. is bringing back immense collateral damage on mm-hmm. the Palestinian people. I can like, see that. I do empathize for mm-hmm. Palestinians more than Israelis. But at the same time as Hamas's strategy is is it's but not going to work. That let me way. let me push back on that. They haven't worked di- diplomatically either. Hmm. And you've been just like you were suggesting, well not suggesting but telling us about all the deals been falling through all these years. You do get to a point like that's your only way of getting heard, unfortunately, mm. or getting shit to move. Because think about it. If you're in Israel's place, you don't have no incentive to, like, broker peace and give them equality. You don't have no timeline. You're like, oh, we'll get to it when we get to it. Mm. With Palestine, they're living that shit real time. Like, mm. limited resources, border control, abuse, war crimes, all that kind of stuff. Right, they're dealing with that shit every day, while Israel, for the most part, they they're just chilling, living their life, living a good life, whatever. Besides the immigrants that they fuck with, they don't. We don't get into that, but the people that come to Israel to immigrate there, how they treat them. And I've, I've seen videos. Of yeah. That too. It's just, it's just but that's right. that's where I kind of understand. I'm not saying I totally agree with Hamas, but I can see why. You got to think that's probably what the military arm of Palestine. If I had to guess, like. Uh, my understanding is this, like, it's quote-unquote terrorist organization yeah, funded it's, by, it's uh, been... funded in, 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 with training from, uh, and resources from Iran. Mm, okay. But it's like, the way you, you put it, I, I do understand, and, and I don't think, uh, you know, 
melanated black America has been pushed to, to that point mm-hmm. yet and it's like excuse me it is it's like Hamas's actions they're giving them they're they're making Israel appear sanctimonious mm-hmm. and Israel is taking spinning that narrative like Oh yeah, Hamas are killing women and children, and, mm. da, 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 da. and so now like you have all these Americans, and they're like, like, yeah man, we're gonna bomb them and blah blah blah, and go to war and kill them all, and da, da, da. and it's just like, I don't think they, and this, these are probably like senseless civilians that, that have never seen mm-hmm. war or conflict, but at the same time, the American people are supporting or getting ready to support this this type of violence and ultimately genocide yeah and it's like i don't know i i don't i don't want to advocate for violence mm-hmm. but um my my direct action hamas like take out the folks hit the hard targets mm-hmm. hit the freaking leaders like concentrate on that but once you start killing civilians yeah it's a whole different yeah, I agree. With like, that. okay, you got a problem with the policies, then pop the president. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you got a problem with the, then pop the military targets. But mm-hmm. again, once you you hitting soft targets, and then we already know who owns the media. Yeah. So it's like they can spin it, and it's just going to be sanctimonious genocide. Mm-hmm. And and what's it's, it, it, it's 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 sad. It is, man, and. I guess, like I said, we're not geopolitical experts, but we have traveled the globe. Um, We do tend to pay attention to this kind of stuff, obviously, because we've been involved in the Middle East and, you know, we've done things. So we kind of have a different perspective on this. And to also add the narrative that we're black American on top of that. So we definitely have. So I'm glad you. Oh, yeah. Nah, I wanted to see. I had never we had never did a full episode for this. Um. But I think we have a very unique purview of this, even though, like I said, we're not experts on geopolitics. But I do agree with the soft targets. I think you said they're getting funded. Was it allegedly funded by Iran? Is there any other countries funding Hamas? I would not be surprised, but since I'm not recording on here, let's do a quick Google search. But uh... I guess when you say they went at the soft targets, right, maybe... And I'm not defending it because women and children, yeah, it's horrible. That is a part of war, but it's still horrible. You don't go after them. But the soft target's gonna make the most noise versus the targets you were suggesting, the hard targets. So, and not only that, access to the hard targets. How do you get access when you're already occupied? You're already bordered off with all these checkpoint security. Like, how do you get that always, access? There's always a way. Because you're talking about revolution. Look at the how do you say the American Revolution? Mm-hmm. Like they used guerrilla tactics, mm-hmm. but they weren't hitting, the, or at least historically, I don't think they were hitting soft targets from the. Because I'm sure the Brits, the British soldiers, had families and they had. Mm-hmm. They had. I don't know what they. I don't think they were doing that. But there is. There's always a means mm-hmm. to do it. Study Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Like the Ukraine war, they're using like freaking cardboard drones mm-hmm. to take out tanks. They're using how do you say? They're using regular uh, drones that you can get from from freaking Amazon, mm-hmm. and they're they're hitting they're hitting hard targets. Mm-hmm. So there is no excuse for for to hit women and children. And mm-hmm. but you're, you're a very valid point. The soft targets make the the most noise, but mm-hmm. you're. The sentiment, you're not going to get sentiment. Yeah. It's, on, it's, even, I, I would dare say there are people in Palestine who mm-hmm. don't support yeah. the, the, that type of action. I but agree. it's just like, hey, you got, it ain't nothing, uh, the couple sniper rifles, mm-hmm. couple, you know, what what have you. Mm-hmm. It's nothing that they hit hard targets and, and with, with coordinated action. Particularly with the funding, mm-hmm. and so it says a major benefactor for Hamas is Iran, which provides up to 100 million annually to Palestinian terrorist groups, mm-hmm. including Hamas, Palestine Islamic Jihad, 
uh, yada yada. Mm -hmm. But with that type of money, you can put up a, a formidable. Uh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, with, with that, uh, with that kind of financing, yeah, you should be able to plan a lot more tactically. To, to definitely. not include yeah. women and, and, and children. Yeah. And if it's like, because you're not gonna get this the sentiment. It's like, and again, I ain't in this war, and I'm yeah. not trying to advise. I'm just saying, like, yeah. Yo, you sign up. You're in the Israeli military, and I know it's a volunteer. Is it volunteer? I thought yeah. it was mandatory. Yeah, that's what I mean. Not volunteer. I did the opposite of voluntary. Voluntold. Yeah. It's a voluntold force. Yeah. It's a voluntold force, but still, you're wearing the uniform. You know what you you in there for. Mm -hmm. But it's like, those are lawful combatants. Like, no one is going to cry. I mean, the family's a soldier. Mm -hmm. so, but, like, you, you get your head popped off in, in war while you're milling, wearing a uniform. Mm -hmm. That's part of that's part of the business. Mm -hmm. But if it's just like, yo, people are at the park and goddamn paratroopers mm -hmm. mass paratroopers coming down from the sky shooting shit up and, and, and doing a, yeah. that, that's not cool that type of money I don't know like, I agree with you once I hear the number the dollar amount I'm like yeah you could be a lot more tactical about it even though I know like I said it's very fortified they got border control all that kind of stuff but you could definitely be more tactical with that kind of money you behind you. buy intelligence. Yeah. You, you, mm -hmm. you, you buy intelligence, you buy resources, you get stuff on the other side, you mm -hmm. find someone who's in on that side, you turn them, and then operate from from the inside. From, from the inside. Yeah. But the, the end of the day is like, Israel is very well funded. Yeah, like, clearly. What do, think, what do you think you're going to They have the iron... That was, was Iron it? Dome. Something like that. The Iron Dome, Dome which like was that. taking down a lot of the, the rockets that they're sending in. So it's like you're spending X, excuse me, X amount of millions to purchase, to purchase how you say rockets that are inevitably you gotta fire thousands of rockets into Israel just to mm -hmm. land one. Yeah. That's not an effective strategy. No. So it, at the end of the day, you, you gotta negotiate. Mm -hmm. you, and then it's like, what does Israel want? To, to, to perpetually fight this uh, this war because yeah, I'm sure they don't because it's like say they say they did mm -hmm. and then and God forbid that it would come to some sort of genocidal act mm -hmm. the Middle East the wrath of the Middle East is they're gonna shit napalm and, and do their best to, to acquire nuclear weapons the the no one wants that no mm -hmm. one wants that so we discussed the land mm -hmm. now, that was a shitty deal yeah. like. Give the folks some more land for crying out loud. Give some folks more freedom for, for heaven's mm -hmm. sakes, and throw another deal on, on the table. I th I think I agree with you. And the other thing is, you never hear from Palestinians, Purdy. I never really hear from them. On TikTok now, because uh -huh. we have this uh, access to information, you're hearing people talk. You're hearing people speak more about it, mm -hmm. and it, a lot of the grievances that you mentioned, like yeah, it sucks. It's, it, it sucks for them. Yeah. It really does. And it's like... They suffer so Israel can live all nice and cushy. Mm -hmm. But it's like Israel's living all nice and cushy in a state of fear. When you have iron domes, when you have all this military spending, mm -hmm. that is not, oh, yeah, we're at peace. And no, man, you're in a state of fear. You're worried about getting blown up by your neighbors because you're, you're, you're let's, let's be a, let's be straight up and down it's mm -hmm. like you think you're so you're on some righteous quest mm -hmm. because your ancestors built a temple there thousands of years ago that you can do whatever you want with the land and that's not how the world works yeah I I think I agree with you in the sense that Israel has always felt surrounded by enemies, right? Based on their place of where they're at. But I think the part that's missing is if you had already negotiated with Palestine, they had their whole two states, have your two states right there. I think you would have more cooperation from those that you fear around you because most of the time, what, the Palestinians are considered Arab, right? For the most part. So if that's part of the issue, if you create peace as an example where you're at, maybe that would 
you can have better dealings with your neighbors that you consider your enemies or whatever. So, while that. helping the people too, like have their own, you know, have infrastructure, have their own water and all that stuff, like have their own transportation, their own industries and all that. Create tourism between each other, create cultural exchange between each other. Now I know Saudi Arabia and Israel, they are, mm-hmm. they're getting rather challenged. Yeah. And I, th- I would say that's a good start, but I think Israel needs to treat, forget Hamas. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, they're, they're a terrorist organization, we, we established that, but the Palestinian people, Israel needs to treat them better. I want to ask you a question. Okay. And it's like, the notion of a homeland and, and everything is like, mm-hmm. it's tradition. Me, personally, I'm not traditional. Mm-hmm. But were you a Palestinian? And let's just say Saudi Arabia offered you and your family land and stuff mm-hmm. there in another country. Mm-hmm. Would you or do you think the Palestinians would take it? Or would you think that pride would keep them wanting to fight perpetually for it? I think because the... I Israel's think, stubborn. I'm yeah. putting that out there. I think if it was me... Depending on my, I'm because I'm saying I probably have a family, kids, and all this. I probably would relocate. This will be a flashpoint where I'm like, yo, I'm tired of going through this. Now, granted, I know going to Saudi Arabia, their laws, how they get down. Yeah, yeah. You're so you're then, trading one for the other. So again, let's not say you're joining Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia geographically is pretty big. Mm-hmm. Let's just say they gave. Because we're talking about Palestine right now, all they have is. What did we say? How many square miles? They have 24,000 24, square miles. So let's just say Saudi Arabia's like, yeah, we see your struggle. Israel's just, they're hard headed. They ain't going, they're just going to keep fighting y'all to the end. We're going to give you 6,000 square miles. We're going to give you resources and infrastructure to build something new. Do you think that they would take that deal? Yeah. Hmm. I think it will be a good percentage. I think maybe depending on the generations. I think if you get to, like, maybe our parents aging up, mm-hmm. they probably wouldn't want to go. I think you get to our generation and down, yeah, they'll, they'll bounce. So then riddle me this, right? Same thing with... Uh, I say I don't like the term Black America. Mm-hmm. No one's Black where we're melanated, but like um, same deal was proposed. Mm-hmm. Do you think that melanated Americans being persecuted in this land? Mm-hmm. Do you think that? Do you think the average, uh, how you say, Black melanated American mm-hmm. would take a similar deal? Where to? To be determined. <laughs> but let's just say that, that's some, gonna play a big let's part. Let's just say of where. let's hypo- pick a place. I'm just trying to think what we would be, where it would be suitable for us. Um, damn. I mean, me, bro, I like the desert. Mm-hmm. Like, if we're a similar deal were made in uh, Saudi Arabia, but not Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. like not with the same laws, and we will cut your hand off for looking. Yeah. The wrong way or something like that, like I would I would migrate because I have no illusion that this country uh, that mm-hmm. America is going to provide liberty and justice for all. No, I'll tell you this: I would definitely make a strong consideration for me. A part of me does feel the stubbornness and the right to my homeland, which my ancestor land would be South Carolina. So. That would be a very hard path. It would be a very hard the proposition city? to pass. It's like for what? The, but what is the... Again, man, I'm a different person. Mm-hmm. That the notion of like... Where my hat is... Where I live my hat is my home. Mm-hmm. It's like... I don't know. I, I, I know you're a bit... You're a lot more nomadic than I am. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm not. I like to travel, but I like to come home to home for me. It's it's a different thing for me. But and then I would go so far for the people who established homes mm-hmm. in Palestine, mm-hmm. like 
Why don't Israel just buy them out? Hmm? Rather than try to kill them out, and then that, that's another... I wouldn't be surprised if some attacks were fabricated, false flags on yeah. Israel. But, like, rather than doing that effery, like, why, why not just buy them out? That's a good point. You got the money. Definitely. Lord because... knows, holler at Uncle Rothschild. <laughs> well, not only that, Uncle Sam, billions of dollars every year. Facts. Uncle Sam's spending ain't nothing compared to, uh, to uh, how you say, uh, those who we cannot speak of. Yeah. Who own the media and finance it. Mm-hmm. But, like. I don't know. I would really have to consider that, that proposition you said because I understand it would, it would depend on the parameters of how we could exist there. I'm talking about an autonomous state controlled by the folks who live there. There's no influence. All that these, and I, yeah. I mentioned Saudi Arabia. Yeah. But all, let's geographically, let's see. I do believe Saudi Arabia borders, how do you say, Israel. Because, again, I talked all my shit, but I got to propose a solution. Mm-hmm. So. What would be the solution for the Israel-Palestine situation? That's what I'm saying. So it's like. Actually, Saudi Arabia, Jordan borders Israel okay. to like the south, southeast. Okay. And then what you got? Saudi Arabia is a little further south. You gotta go through Jordan and then Amman. Mm-hmm. Still. Hey. Buy out. If the older folks want to stay, cool. Then the the population, it, it's it's less, but it, mm-hmm. perhaps it'll be less violent. I don't freaking know. I, I like that strategy. So we're gonna think of a three pronged strategy to end this conflict and create peace. So you suggested. I like that. Buy people out. Just buy out the land. Buy the land up or whatever buy it that way instead of causing violence but at the same time you still need that bilateral agreement with another state to mm-hmm. where people who want to emigrate yes yeah. just leaving the mission yeah immigrate with an e yeah, yeah they can go to like i said when you're looking on the map saudi arabia is huge yeah and that's why i i, I suggested that but okay like, you could get Give them a little, you know, a little 6,000 square miles. Mm-hmm. But again, it has to be an autonomous state. You call it New Palestine. They would yeah. have to make your own rules, make your own policies, control Im- immigration with an mm-hmm. eye, and then, you know, rebuild anew. And it sucks because it's, it's almost like, it's not like you're running away. Mm-hmm. You're being the bigger person and saying, yo, these warmongering uh, mm-hmm. Jews are... are they're going to. They have the resources to to wipe us out. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, would. Yeah, go ahead. I, I would. That would be my proposal. Not only that, I think the two-state proposal is separate but equal, like what we tried to do in America with Black America, White America. I think you can go with that at this point. Meaning, think, divide the actual the the pre-exist divide uh, uh, equally divided Israel in. Palestine, or are you talking about somewhere else? Um, yeah, stay within the land. Just give them their land. Make sure, take the, you can have a border control and all that, but take that presence out of their land and make sure that they have all their necessities and all that stuff. I just don't think that they're going to peacefully coexist. I think there's mm-hmm. a there's an element where it's like and rightfully so the Palestinian people have been there for thousands of years mm-hmm. and it's just like yo the Jewish folks came back in like mm-hmm. the 1940s mm-hmm. so I think it was 48 47 I think so, yeah somewhere in there but like I, I, I don't know I like the I like the approach maybe have other states surrounding that carve out places like like you said uh a multi-country agreement where all you Palestinians can relocate here autonomously and will provide X, Y, and Z. Yeah, and they work be, out a deal with Israel. Maybe. It wouldn't be just like uh, put it all on Saudi Arabia. Yeah, you yeah. Could, you could divide up the spots into the Middle East, but then here's a, 
there's another caveat is that not all Muslims get along. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you have Sunnis and Shias and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And I'm quite frankly, I am not educated on the, me neither. How you say what the religious sect of the Palestinians are and yeah. where who they get along with most? Because it's gonna go off of percentages too. Like, what is the majority? I don't know the majority. You're gonna have a minority within that group. So that's true. Yeah. So I guess you would have to figure out the country. They would kind of have to figure out if you're Sunni. We open it up to you if you're Shia. We open it up to you, kind of thing. I don't know. Cause it's, it seems, Israel has this sense of entitlement that they are willing to wipe out another people for land, and it's, at the, the Palestinians. I, I get it. I feel that you are more entitled to that land mm-hmm. just because you had it longer. And still, it, it's... I don't I don't know. I don't foresee any type of peaceful resolution coming from, yeah. from everyone staying there. Like, What do we predict is going to happen in this situation? Well, I, I think what we're laying out is common sense, <laughs> is hum, humane, and... It can be done. It's stuff that can be done. So what do you think is going to actually happen? What do I think is going to actually happen? I actually did a... wrote about it. But Russia is sympathizing with Palestine. Mm, Okay. Iran is sympathizing with Palestine. Dirty bomb or a micro tactical nuclear strike somewhere in Israel within the next 10 years. And, um, yeah, I think it's if the tension keeps going on, because this, uh, how you say, all-out war on Hamas, it's going to be brutal. It's going to be brutal. Yeah, the numbers are already going up And now. if it's like, if Russia's sympathizing, they're like, yo, let's send some funding. Let's mm-hmm. send some troops. Heck, why not send some war-grade plutonium? Like, it's um yeah it's, it's not gonna be well so that's why I said like tradi- no one wants to abandon tradition mm-hmm. no one wants to abandon their homeland but surely um within the Middle East you can find a better deal find a better place to call home start new new Palestine keep your values keep your people keep yeah. your families and you know let them let them have it yeah, I, I, I do think it has come to a point for them that it's a futile fighting situation. And I think that proposal of a new Palestine elsewhere might be the move. I think that might be the best move, to be honest. Um, you know, holding on to your flag. That's your sense of pride, the Palestinian flag. And I think, yeah, I, it's fair. Okay, let me pose this question. Okay. Should we open America to help the Palestinians out and place them, say, like, Wyoming or something like that and give Mm. them the autonomy. Like, places that we don't have as populated. I would not be against that. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be against that. Like, we actually, the U.S. actually steps in because it's a humanitarian crisis, right? It is. In a sense, right? Asylum seekers, you know, all that stuff. It totally is in the fact, but it's like, you already heard Biden's comments from like the 80s mm-hmm. and you know his current rhetoric like they dick ride Israel mm-hmm. and it's like sure America the spots that we're not using Wyoming that has more cows than people sure why not uh, carve up some uh, some space out there that would be cool but it would be a difficult immigration yeah, I process. think I think you would have to spread it out in the lesser populated states, and I know you have a culture clash. We're not we're not ignorant to that fact, obviously, but I think that would be one of the better solutions too. Hmm. And we would be on both sides. We're like, okay, well, we support Israel, you know, air quotes. <laughs> um, but we can recognize that Palestine is in an unwinnable spot, and we don't want that bloodshed, and we also don't want. What you just mentioned, what could happen in the future, mm. 
We don't want that shit either. We don't. So once, once that Pandora box is, yeah. is open, Israel, who will not confirm or deny if they have nuclear ordinance, mm-hmm. forget it. Like then you have a whole another cluster. So I think it's kind of like self-preservation globally. Like you mm. take the, you take this route while also champion your our cause, our elected officials who've got investments and. <laughs> money into this cause not the average american and put that out there Facts. um but while also helping out humanitarian wise with the palestinians i really think that would resolve it really quickly i think so too and i really hope this podcast gets to the, the people who need to hear that yeah for and, sure and i agree that it may resonate more with the younger generations mm-hmm. will be like yeah like we're not dying for this. Cool. There's the grass is greener over there. Like let's let's bust this move. And I, I dare say that there are generations of Israel, Jews, whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, old folks are gonna die with your your silly values, and perhaps the next mm-hmm. generation will be more reciprocating to peace. Yeah, for we're sure. Open to peace. And at the end of the day, man, we're combat veterans advocating for peace. If you pay attention to the theme of what we're trying to say, we're advocating for peace. Almost every episode, we're trying to advocate really? for peace. We know the ugliness of war. Nobody likes it. Nobody wins. Like, at the end of the day, we can do this, come to the table like adults, mm-hmm. with culture intact, you know, from either side, and come to an agreement. How do you think all these corporations make moves? Like, I'll give you an example real quick. Right before football season, Spectrum and Disney were fighting over a contract dispute. The week football started, they were beefing about the prices and renegotiation of the contract and all that. Tell me why Monday night football, they had that shit done. <laughs> beefing this whole time. They had that shit done because they looked at the big picture. Hey, we're going to be losing a lot of money. We're going to be losing a lot of subscribers. People are not going to sign up on our service because they see we beefing with the cable services. So let's come to a deal. Let's get this done. And when I was reading kind of the details of the deal, it made sense. Because it was kind of like Disney wanted all these channels packaged with Spectrum. And Spectrum is like, well, most people just really want sports. Let us give the option to have just sports and they don't have to have all these Disney channels. Mm. That's what basically the beef was about, like the short version. But the, the, the moral of the story is like, yo, adults can come together, mm-hmm. we need to come together and, and negotiate terms that we can agree on. It has to be somewhere in the middle. Yeah. It has to be somewhere in the middle where we can meet and say, yo, or rather the, the Palestinians and, and, and Israel mm-hmm. can be like okay like this is a deal but from my objective perspective Israel is too stubborn and hard-headed to 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 provide a fair deal to, to negotiate yeah or at least the current administration is. yeah and it doesn't seem like it seemed like there were times where it was close just never got there but um I guess we want to talk about some other topics so we'll segue into something else yeah yeah um, what did you want to discuss from here? Like, kind of break it up, because we kind of... So, I mean, you, you mentioned before how you emphasize with the Palestinians, mm-hmm. because they're kind of like, they represent, not represent us, but they're similar to the struggle of... Black of Americans. Black Americans. Yeah. So it's like, you also mentioned how, like, <laughs> the folks over there, how their power and influence impacts the the life of of black americans Mm -hmm. and mr and mr west has been getting a lot of flack for trying to say similar things on another level Mm -hmm. but i mean there's no simple way to put it like jewish people in israel they have a lot of power and influence Mm -hmm. and it's like we even see it with our governor too there's two things that you need to control to control the world. One is finance. And the quote uh, was Evelyn Rothschild, give me control of a country's wealth and I care not who makes its laws. Mm. Look that up. He said that and, I, and he's 
the Rothschilds are one of the, the well, no, not one. They are the wealthiest mm-hmm. family. They are the wealthiest Jewish family in mm-hmm. the world, and they control everything. So you control the money, you can pretty much control everything. Yeah. But the second thing is, if you control media, mm-hmm. then you control the perception of what the people think and how they view the world. Mm-hmm. And I want to elaborate on what you said on how it impacts us because the media has been weaponized against black America. Oof, man. I'm talking about from the movie industry, from the music industry, Mm -hmm. down to the news. And it is no conspiracy. You can do your due diligence, but it's controlled by a lot of Jewish people. Mm -hmm. And to concentrate that amount of power it's the benefits are there seem to be one sided, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna leave it at that. No, I'm not gonna leave it at that. I'm gonna end my, my rant on this is like you can say whatever you want about black people, you can you, you can degrade us, you, you can you can you can say whatever you want, mm-hmm. but as soon as you make one remark about a certain group of people, it's you're you're banned. Mm-hmm. You're you're banned from the they. You lose your deals you, with, with organizations and companies. You lose sponsorships and things mm-hmm. of that nature. And then, moreover, certain groups of people get legislation, protective legislation, mm-hmm. while how you say the state can murder us. Mm-hmm. The, the state, the state meaning police, can kneel on our necks and and no one gives a shit. Mm-hmm. It's uh, white boys can run into a, um, a grocery store and shoot us up, kill us, and guess what? They just go to a cushy mental home because they have mental problems. Mm-hmm. And Tucker Carlson told them about the replacement theory. So it, it, it's like, I, I don't know. It's, this is just my pers- perspective, but, um, these are it's it's a group of, of, of folks that have a lot of power. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of concentrated power and in the, the opportunity to steer global objectives, and everyone bends the knee. Mm-hmm. But we're not doing that. Nah. Upgrade America. Poor. Um. Shit. I don't know what even to say after that. That was brilliantly put. I will say, during our research of the Juliets, um. Warner Brothers, a popular movie studio that was created back in the day, was founded by a Juliet. And then we looked up BlackRock, which is a what venture capitalist. Uh, they're a wealth uh, wealth management, management yeah. group, but they control like trillions of dollars in, in assets, over ten trillion dollars in, in assets. Yeah, and the founder of that is Jewish. <laughs> so as you start looking through every industry from athletics to music to movies to TV, like just think about BET when it was black owned. Totally different program. We grew up on that. Back. You had something for every area of society. It was usually positive. Yeah, did we have degenerate stuff on there, ratchet a little bit of wild stuff? Yeah, sure. But it wasn't as much as now. You go to BET now, it's almost like I couldn't even watch BT because I know it's not black on, first of all. And to throw a little something on that, I think we talked about it in one episode, black people were actually trying to buy back black entertainment TV. And wow. guess what happened? They raised the price so we couldn't buy it. So if you're so worried about this small group, if we're not so much a threat, why would you have to do that? And I want to interject on... on yeah. I'm gonna say like I don't listen to me. I didn't have to listen to the music or hip hop since like 2014, and that's just becoming becoming enlightened. Is that music? It rattles around in your head all day. It's reoccurring thoughts. And the evil dictator in me, if I wanted to take over and, and control the thoughts of people, I would control their music. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't put high values and lift people up. I would put degrading just low value poor morals and have those I would uplift those people and and that's what's that's what happened that's just what's occurring mm-hmm. and our culture is being raped and fucked and it's yeah like, for sure 
it's again I'm not pointing the finger at a, at a certain a certain group or whatever but I know I don't believe this is a self-inflicted wound nah I'll definitely yeah I agree and like I said like we talked about Mr. West although his method might have been a little unorthodox or a little brash as we come to look at this conflict now and I've been paying attention to certain celebrities or athletes or whatever that have been standing with Israel, I find that very interesting. Mm. And if you go to look at their business interests, I'm sure you can find a Juliet somewhere behind that. Or one of their managers or one of their agents is a Juliet. Interesting. So, pay attention to that. I told people on Twitter, I said, follow the money. That will tell you everything. Follow the money. Just like, dude, we just named out, you know, some of the, the big names, like Warner Brothers and BlackRock. But at the same time, it's I don't want to say it's all, but there's so many. Yeah. And that power is concentrated. Yeah. It's concentrated. And um <sighs> folks, we're we're getting late in the game. Yeah. And um I, I, I don't I don't know. Let me uh my buddy he shared some scripture with me. We, okay. We can dabble into this real quick. Since it's Sunday. You know. <laughs> you know. Get some blessings going out here. So, I'll just read the last one he said. It's kind of long. Okay. For behold in those days in that time when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem, I will also gather all nations and will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat, will plead with them, therefore my people, for my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land. And they have cast lots for my people and have given a boy for a harlot and sold a girl for wine that they might drink yeah what have ye done with me O Tyre and Zidon and the coasts of Palestine will ye render me a recompense and if recompense me swiftly and speedily will I return your recompense mm-hmm. upon your own heed because ye have taken my silver and gold and have carried your temples my godly pleasant things, the children also of Judea and the children of Jerusalem, have ye sold unto the Grecians that might remove from their border. Behold, I raise them out of the place whither ye have sold them, and will return your recompense upon your own head, and I will sell your sons and your daughters into the hand of the children of Judah, and they shall sell them to the Sabians, to the people far off. For the Lord hath spoken. And there's much more, a lot more, mm-hmm. and I'm not real, but like. So what was I, your buddy saying? Um, the pre- appreciate you listening and giving feedback to the podcast. Shout out to you. Um, well, it's, they're saying a lot because he's saying a lot because there's a a lot of there's a lot of biblical prophecy that's tied to mm-hmm. Israel, and long story short, it's like. I guess the interpretation is that mm-hmm. folks that bless Israel, like you receive blessings and, and, mm-hmm. and all that too. And I, I don't, I don't know how old that works or, or the validity to it. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, again, my proposal is like <laughs> I want to say Palestinians. They're gonna. I'm gonna get flat for this, but let them have it. <laughs> let them have it. Work out some deals. Yeah. You know, and there's the Middle East is huge. You know what I mean? At least you're still in the region. Yeah, you, you can know? do that. And, yeah. Look and, at your alternatives. It's not. Yeah. Like let them have it. And, and even if it's just for, you know, 10, 20 years, until you know that old generation dies out, and then. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, we we're we're gonna we're changing around Israel to something new, and and we want everyone mm-hmm. to to be involved. Perhaps it could change, but the 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 current rate we're going right now, it is is it's trending towards genocide. Yeah. And what's what's worse than genocide mm-hmm. is sanctimonious genocide, mm-hmm. where the people committing the genocide think they are. Are, are self-righteous in doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think we're heading in. To avoid that, I think 
we need a new Palestine. Yeah, um, shout out to, yeah, um, the Palestinians because this is hard on you guys because not everybody's out there fighting and doing that. Um, and then Israel, my message to you is work out a deal with these folks. You don't got to do this in real time, even though you got the license to. Facts. Don't do it. Like, save those resources for when you need it. I live by this shit. Mm. You save your shit for an emergency. That's what it's for. Stay trained. Stay ready. Work out deals. You need to go on a diplomatic tour and try to work out deals with those around you so you don't have to be in this constant state of fear. That's that's my taking. That's what I would do if I was in charge of Israel. I would work out some of the Palestinians and then also work on the diplomatic relations around me to get to eliminate this fear. If somebody's going to do something, they're going to do it regardless. Thanks. So why not live free instead of in fear? So And I'm thinking that at the end of the day, that's the best approach to do it. Yeah. Um, did you want to briefly touch on your EV experience? <laughs> <laughs> All I'm going to say about the electric vehicles, man is that they're not all created equal. Your battery or something. Yeah, 60 minutes. Okay, okay. So we'll wrap it up, but so yeah. it's like, yeah, running the, how you say, the Kia Nero. Uh-huh. Sweet little EV. You can't charge it at a Tesla station, I learned that. And what else I learned is that the charging stations are hard to come by. Sometimes you put it in the GPS and nothing is there. And then you're driving around with like two percent power, looking desperately looking to, to recharge, and it's not there. It takes like 45 minutes to recharge. Mm-hmm. And then above all is like the trend is a lot of these charging stations are broken. <laughs> and yeah, that just is what it is. I'm gonna wrap it up by saying, for me personally, I think it's just too early to get a EV exclusively. Mm-hmm. I think, as uh, CJ mentioned, a, uh, a hybrid. Or a traditional gas car is, is the way to go until there are more charging stations and, you know, people are better prepared for, for it. Um, yeah, so this, this episode is going to be probably controversial. It's going to ruffle some feathers. We're just trying to dissect this from an American, a black American purview. But also for American purview, for the average American, we're average Americans. So we can speak for them as well that this conflict is resolvable even though it's been going on for ages it's resolvable we i think the thing we've learned since doing this podcast for what four years is that we have solutions for everything is it do we have the will to do the solutions true indeed um so i want to end on something positive i'm glad to see homie in person my brother no doubt um we try to do this when we can that's the whole point of him relocating to do these more in person <laughs> that's a little part of it, not totally yeah. but so we're trying to do better at that but positive words for the day um just be grateful for what you have that's it that's all i'm gonna leave with just be grateful for what you have i'm gonna leave on two positive things i want to piggyback on it being grateful for what you have and also spin it into that new palestine thing is that Yo, your family will be your family no matter where the heck you are on this planet. 100%. Or, or the universe. So relocating ain't no thing. But, um, you know, you, your values and all that, they can travel with you as well. And to piggyback on, you know, the, the rendezvous, like, in this age of social media and 5,000 friends, you cannot have quantity and quality. So, like, yeah, I may not have all the friends in the world, but the, the friends I do have, like, CJ the Day Slayer. You already know. All the brothers out there, and like, quality individuals. Love you definitely. Love you too, appreciate man. appreciate everything that, yeah. that you do for, for me, brother. Like, that's what we do, man. So, that's that's pretty much it, man. Pleasure rocking with y'all. Feel yeah. free to be offended. Yeah. By all means, uh, Yahoo. Google wherever your name is out there in Israel, like um, take a take a, take our advice, man. Yeah, we got you. And this is coming from an American perspective. <laughs> like, if we could come up with peaceful solutions, why not rock with that? You know, that's what we doing. But and we out. there really are aliens, man. Save all your <laughs> missiles and, and all that for you know <laughs> hostile invasion or something.
but we, we can we striving for peace out here. Upgrade America. Cool. 4.0. Yeah. Peace.